As you know, the Premier announcing a new suite of restrictions for Albertans to be living under over the next few weeks. This morning, he is holding a news conference with the Justice Minister, the Education Minister and the Health Minister to talk more about the restrictions and take questions from the media. Let's join that round live. Well, good morning. Uh, Last night, I announced uh, new mandatory province-wide restrictions necessary to keep our hospitals from being overwhelmed. Today, we're here uh, to review the details of these measures and announce a big and very exciting step forward in our vaccine rollout. The restrictions that I announced last night are, they are tough, uh, but they are absolutely necessary to stop the spike of the third wave of COVID-19 and to ease the strain on our overburdened healthcare system. We must act to bend the curve down one last time. Uh, Minister Shandrill will provide a recap on those restrictions shortly. The good news is that we have vaccines on our side. As I said last night, they're already working wonders and they're finally arriving in larger volumes, larger doses. Today, I am pleased to announce that by this coming Monday, every single Albertan over the age of 12 will be eligible to receive a COVID-19 vaccine. This reflects late-breaking news this morning from Health Canada that the Pfizer vaccine is safe for children of, at 12 years of age and older, which is obviously great news. This is a major milestone in our vaccine rollout, and it comes right when we need it most. When vaccines started trickling into Alberta just before Christmas, we had this day in mind. Uh, the day that we knew we could become, begin vaccinating pretty much everyone. It's been a long road, and I want to thank Albertans for their patience. While we know that every single person can benefit from this vaccine, our priority has always been protecting those at highest risk first. Now that those at the highest risk of experiencing severe outcomes from the virus uh, have had the opportunity to receive their first dose, we can offer a vaccine to all Albertans. We're doing this in two steps to avoid overloading our booking system. We'll begin by opening up vaccine bookings to all Albertans age 30 and older. And starting tomorrow, Albertans born in 1991 or earlier will be able to book their appointments through AHS or pharmacies across the province. Then on Monday, the 10th of May, we'll open up bookings to the remaining folks in phase three from ages 12 to 29 or those born between 2009 and uh, 1992. Again, we are staggering this phase into two age groups just to protect the booking system and to, so it doesn't get overwhelmed and minimize frustration of Albertans who've been patiently waiting uh, their turn to roll up their sleeve for their first dose. Because if we have upwards of a couple of million people trying to book at the same time, obviously that would create a lot of frustration. With this, another 1.3 million Albertans are now eligible for the vaccine. Outside of the Northern Territories, Alberta is the first province to offer vaccine to everybody 12 12 years of age and older, uh, no matter where they live or what medical conditions they might have. This is a testament to the efficiency of our vaccine program and Alberta's determination to get vaccines into the arms of people as quick as we can. If we receive the supply that we've been promised, we expect to complete this entire phase by the end of June and hopefully sooner than that. This will go a long way to boosting the level of protection for every Albertan choosing to be immunized. Many people who have made significant sacrifices throughout the pandemic will now get their turn. 
And I'm hopeful that by making COVID-19 vaccines available to everyone 12 years of age and older, we'll see a high uptake from everyone right across the province. By booking an appointment and rolling up your sleeve to get a COVID-19 vaccine, uh, you take us one step closer to that reality. I want to close by thanking the thousands of people who are working day in and day out on the rollout of the vaccines. Despite the supply challenges and setbacks that we faced, our teams at uh, the Department of Health, Alberta Health Services, physician and pharmacy partners, and our provincial COVID-19 vaccine task force, well, they've all developed and implemented an efficient, effective, and scalable model to get doses into the arms of people as quick as possible. and community pharmacies who are the face of this program. From the people who are booking appointments and administering the vaccines to those completing every task in between, thank you. Uh, you are, we are grateful for your efforts in protecting Albertans uh, from the pandemic. Together, we will get through this. If we follow the uh, public health measures that are in place and we get all get vaccinated as soon as we can. Thank you. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Minister Shandro to talk about the additional public health measures. And uh, I believe we'll also be joined uh, by Minister Madhu to talk about additional enforcement measures. Uh, and I believe as well, Minister Lagrange to talk about uh, the difficult decisions with respect to uh, in-classroom instruction. Uh, thank you, and uh, good morning, everyone. I'd like to begin my remarks this morning by acknowledging the death of an Albertan due to a rare blood clotting condition that is uh, linked to the AstraZeneca vaccine. Uh, my, my thoughts are with the patient's family and all of her loved ones. It's a, a tragedy for them. And I realize that it may be a shock to anyone who, is, who has been vaccinated or is thinking about it. So because of that, it's important to be clear that this does not change the relative risks of vaccination or the message that people need to get vaccinated. And with the risks from COVID as high as they currently are, the best vaccine is the one that's available right now to anyone and everyone who is eligible. I should also note that the, the, there, there are risks um, of blood clots when contracting COVID. And those risks are higher than the risk from a blood clot from a recombinant vaccine like the COVID shield or AstraZeneca vaccines. Now, I, I realize that people may have questions. So if you do, please talk to a doctor or other healthcare professional. It's your decision, just like it was my own when I received the AstraZeneca vaccine. But I hope, I expect that people will decide that it's the right choice for them. I'd now like to provide a, a quick recap on the new restrictions that Premier was um, just now speaking about. These measures, uh, many of which take effect today, are tough. And they are absolutely necessary. We need to get this wave of COVID cases under control once and for all and ease the strain on our healthcare system. As Premier said last night, we've seen cases rise significantly in recent days. And last week, we set a record for ICU admissions. On March 5th, which is just two months ago, we had about 4,700 active cases. Today, there are almost 24,000. 
We know that hospital capacity will get even more strained in the next few weeks. We need to take action to bend the curve back down one last time. And that's why, except for a few areas with very low transmission in the province, all outside social gatherings are now limited to five people or less. Indoor social gatherings are still prohibited. All post-secondary institutions are going online only. Funeral services are limited to 10 people, including participants and guests. Receptions remain prohibited. All indoor fitness is prohibited and all, as I said, all post-secondary institutions will go online only. Any workplace where a transmission leads to three or more cases will also be required to close for 10 days, except for situations where a closure would be against the public interest. All K-12 schools province-wide will shift to online learning from May 7th through to the 25th. And uh, as Premier said, our colleague, the uh, Minister of Education, Minister LaGrange, will have more to say on that in a moment. And starting at 11.59 p.m. on Sunday, patio and outdoor dining must stop at all restaurants, all bars, and all cafes. All personal wellness services, and that includes hair salons, barbers, and uh, estheticians, must also close. All outdoor sports and recreation will also be prohibited except with members of your own household, or if you are someone who lives alone, your two close contacts. Now, these measures apply to any region or community except for those with fewer than 50 cases per 100,000 people and fewer than 30 total active cases. For those few communities throughout the province, they will revert back to step zero restrictions. So they will have more restrictions imposed on them as well, but fewer than the other ones that I previously announced. Now, in these communities, in these areas, schools will still shift to online learning and patios must still close on Sunday evening. Indoor fitness and youth sport or performance activities must also stop. However, they will be allowed to have gatherings of up to 10 people outdoors, up to 20 people at funerals, and continue offering haircuts and other personal and wellness services by appointment only. Now, all of these new restrictions will be in place for at least three weeks, except for schools. And they will work. We bent the curve in December, and we can bend it one last time again here in Alberta. Combined with the massive expansion of our vaccine rollout that Premier just announced, these measures will help us bend down the curve and get to the end of the pandemic. I know that Albertans are tired, including everyone who's followed the rules and worked to stop the spread. But if we all work together to embrace these restrictions, we will get this final wave of COVID under control. So thank you. Thank you to all Albertans for doing your part in the weeks ahead. I'll now invite Minister LaGrange to provide more information on the shift to online learning. Health Minister, Minister Tyler Shandro following up comments from the Premier talking about the new restrictions that were brought in yesterday. We're going to squeeze in a quick break while the Education Minister gets prepared to make her comments. We'll be back with that right after this. All right, listening in to the news conference today with the Premier and three of his ministers. Up now we have Education Minister Adriana LaGrange. Thank you and good morning, everyone. 
As you know, yesterday we announced that all kindergarten to grade 12 students will move to at-home learning starting this Friday, May 7th. They will return to school after the long weekend on May 25th. This is for all students across the province, regardless of whether they are in a hotspot region or not. I know this is very difficult news to hear for many students, for many parents, for teachers and for other staff. Over the last week or so, we have been seeing an increasing number of COVID cases in the province, which is reflected within our schools. Over the last 10 days in particular, the last four days, the number of students and staff quarantining, shortages of substitute teachers, and requests from schools to shift to at-home learning have all increased substantially. We had all hoped that this type of a shift was behind us. However, we must take on one more reset to stop the spike and protect our healthcare system. I want to be clear that schools remain safe places for learning and we will get all and we will all get back to in-class learning as soon as it is absolutely possible. However, the operational stresses on the education system need to be addressed given that provincial community spread continues to climb and we know that cases in schools are a further reflection of what is happening in our community. While difficult, there are some positives to this shift. It will help minimize the learning loss that's been happening due to the absences from COVID positive cases and the requiring uh, quarantining that has to take place after that. It will also help our older students who are working to meet academic requirements for post-secondary education by minimizing their moves from in-class to quarantine. This approach also means consistency throughout the province and minimizes confusion for parents across various regions. And it also allows our teachers and support staff to access vaccinations that were announced earlier this week and the expansion that we've heard just today. I would also like to highlight that exceptions will continue to be available for students with disabilities so that they can continue to attend in-person classes similar to what has occurred before. To be clear about at-home learning, it is just that, learning at home. School divisions will work with their families to ensure that learning will continue and that the needs of their students are met. We know that at-home learning is especially difficult for younger students and we do not want to overburden families during this difficult time. That is why we are going to ask school divisions to focus instruction on fundamentals like literacy and numeracy for grades K to six. And for grades seven to 12, little changes for most students, as many are already learning at home, particularly if they have been in a hotspot region. What will change is their return to classroom date. Learning expectations for grades seven to 12 will continue to be equivalent to regular in-school classes. I do want to acknowledge the tremendous impact these changes will have on all parents, particularly those with younger children. I understand that this may require adjustments to schedules and creative solutions for some families. I truly hope that this is the last time that we will be in this situation which is another reason why it is so important, so very, very important right now for every Albertan to do their part to stop the spike. 
I want to end by thanking all teachers, school staff, parents, and of course our students for remaining flexible and for all of their efforts since the very start of this pandemic. While the situation right now is one that no one wants, I am confident this is a temporary shift for our schools and that we all can look forward to coming back to class in a few weeks. And I really want all of our students and our staff to be able to close out this school year in a very strong and positive note. So thank you all. And I now turn it over to my colleague, Minister Madhu. Thank you and good morning. As my colleagues have explained, our government's goal uh, throughout this pandemic has been to reduce the risk of COVID-19 transmission and keep Albertans safe, healthy, and alive. That mission remains unchanged with the implementation of new measures today. A public health crisis should never be used as an excuse for government to claim new powers or for law enforcement to flex its muscles indiscriminately. So let me be clear that Alberta's government is not doing either of these things today. Nevertheless, we need concrete action to address the ongoing and escalating threat to public health and, and the strain on our healthcare system being posed by those who continue to defy our efforts to reduce the spread of COVID-19. And while most Albertans have understood this threat, made the personal sacrifices with acts of them, and often gone above and beyond to comply with these restrictions, it's become clear that there are a small few who refuse to comply with reasonable and legitimate public health orders. As Minister of Justice and Solicitor General, it troubles me to see the rule of law being eroded in this way. Action must be taken, and action we are taking. First, fines for Public Health Act violations are doubling from $1,000 to $2,000. It reflects the serious risk non-compliance poses to public health and safety. An order in council to this effect will be passed as soon as possible. But let me be clear, fines alone will not eradicate the problem of repeat offenders. And so we are also introducing a new enforcement protocol to more effectively target complex and flagrant cases of non-compliance. Whether an individual, organization, or business is the culprit, this protocol will be used to coordinate a multi-agency response to repeat offenders. It will draw upon the expertise of local police services as well as Alberta Health Services, Alberta Gaming Liquor and Cannabis, Alberta Prosecution Service, and Occupational Health and Safety. Representatives from these agencies will coordinate plans tailored to review 
and address the particular circumstances of each case of non-compliance. Some cases may require further investigation and some may trigger various enforcement powers such as fines or revoking of licenses. To be clear, each, each agency will continue to act with its own mandate and the scope of its existing powers. But by sharing information and discussing enforcement actions this way, on top of doubling the fines, that public health orders will be enforced more effectively and consistently than before. This protocol is establishing coordination and accountability between the partner agencies to quickly and effectively resolve incidents. Through it, we establish scope, standards, and roles across the partner agencies. It also strikes a balance between the obligations of each agency to their partners and respective agencies. Enforcement will be done, and our Albertans will see it being done. Let me close by thanking all law enforcement men and women and frontline staff across our province who have worked diligently over, the, over this period to ensure that we keep our Albertans safe. Let me also note that we also have Dr. Dina Hinshaw, the Chief Medical Officer of Health, with us today for any questions. Thank you. And with that, we will not take questions. That was Justice Minister and Solicitor General Casey Maju talking about the new enforcement procedures that are being brought in. They're going to take questions from reporters, but we're going to squeeze in a quick, quick break before they get to that. We'll be back right after this.